Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today are two very special and new guests to the pod. They are the hosts of Horror Movie Survival Guide Podcast. I hope I said the right title. It's Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. Did I fuck up your last name? Even though no, you no, you totally no, you got it right. Oh yes, yeah. I've been I have been known to mess up people's last names, and I probably will mess up somebody's name on this podcast today. You know, it's understandable. A Humans lot of make names. mistakes. A lot of names in this movie, so yes. yeah, there's a lot of names to mess up. But I am so excited, John. What you don't know, or maybe you do, maybe that's how we ended up here, is that Julie and I always say. You know, people are like, "What other genre besides horror? If you guys were to do a podcast, would you do?" And we're always like, "Hmm." musicals the easiest choice mm-hmm. on the planet well yeah, i'm so, so glad we are the joy of life oh I'm, yeah i'm so glad we stumbled into each other through a mutual friend and friend of the pod sierra ryan so Yay! shout out to sierra yeah um, she's our producer on our show and she's amazing and i went to ucla is. with sierra and we did music theater workshop together at ucla which is how i met her so the reason i know sierra is literally because of musicals Hey, so that's if that means anything, that's our background. So I've known Sierra for like 25 years. So it's 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 a pretty cool thing. So we love, mu- we love musicals. We love horror. We love horror musicals even oh, more. Especially. Yeah. But you so covered a, most of our favorites. So I'm you were so, like. <laughs> it's a first come first serve basis. And I have a feeling though that you are going to be guests in future episodes. Whatever <laughs> combination it is. If it's all three of us. If it's a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But today. We're here to talk about sextet, which I misread when you first suggested it, and I thought it was sexet. Uh, so I'm sorry if the document says that, but there's an extra T in there. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Had uh, you heard it, of this movie before? No. <laughs> Were you yeah. surprised by this movie? <laughs> yes. Um, it was. It, uh, so the movie is from 1977. It is uh, the screenplay is by Herbert Baker, based off of the play by may west um it's written uh it was directed by ken hughes and uh, according to imdb on the day of her wedding to her sixth husband a glamorous silver screen sex symbol is asked to intervene a political dispute between nations which leads to chaos now if that sentence didn't make sense to you neither would this movie because (laughs) boy Howdy. <laughs> it is a movie. So the first time I saw hey, this You're was right. It, it is a movie. It's a movie. The first time we saw this was, did you see that? Was that the first time you saw it, Julia? When our yeah. friend uh, Jamie Paisley, who's an amazing, amazing human, opera like aficionado and musical aficionado. And he's a radio DJ for classical radio in Michigan now. And shout out to Jamie Paisley. I'm sure he'll listen to this because we yeah. are obsessed with this movie because of him. Yes. He got two movies that night to movie night. Julie and I have a long running movie night. We get together every week for like 10 years and we watch a different movie every week. So this was someone's rotation. This was Jamie's rotation. He brought this and like, I can't remember the good movie. He brought a good movie from the same year. And he's like, I brought the best and worst from the year. Here you but guys go. this is go. the one that's burned in our skulls. So this is the one that matters, right? Because we uh, had no, I'd never heard of it either. And again, we're both, both big musical fans. So my how did I miss this? But it seems to fly under everybody's radar, although it was briefly a midnight movie that did the circuit, which I, I think is great, which is a I perfect was reading movie. that. Yeah. And then it became popular with the the gays and days of the time and everything. And to the point where movie, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> from what I was reading on IMDb, though, or Wikipedia, whichever one, great assault, uh-huh. though, um, it feels like, though, it got like the true Rocky Horror treatment. Where like people oh, were dressing up, I believe. That's bitching. I believe there are there may be an audience script. I believe they said they were also like they would throw shit. So. I am I on so. board for that. That's so how hard. I want to see like, this movie. <laughs> yeah, can I like approach the new art and be like, "Hey guys, I got an idea for you"? Because I was just watching this and I was just like, these jokes seem old and. T- well they are well the beauty of it is that maybe like she started performing when she was five years old she's like 87 we actually don't know her 
her official age because it's disputed it's disputed how old she is because she gave different ages and if you look up look her up there's like four different years that she's possibly was born because she would always move it up so she's in her 80s then she's one way or another definitely in her 80s um could be you know maybe even more potentially depending on who you check with um but she you know is uh, uh had been writing she wrote everything she ever did pretty much so these are jokes that she's been doing for like 50 years that yeah. she's still doing, you know? And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, like she threw in the come see me upstairs. Yeah. All of her hits. I, all yeah. all of it. Like in case you had missed her, 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 all of her life before that, you have them all in this movie. But I guess I assumed that she had written this movie, this, this play a long time ago, right? Like this seemed like a thirties kind of movie. And then I was like, Oh no, no, she wrote it in the sixties. I'm like, that's yes. far too. No. Did uh-uh. you read, did you read more about it? Because on I am on a Wikipedia, it's like three sentences. Do you mind if I read it real quick? Oh, please, please, share. Okay, so uh, literally just reading off, the film is based off of a play by Mae, by Mae West, which she which in 1954 she was talking about having written. The play debuted in 1961. Alan Marshall and Jack LaRue played her leading men. Don't know what parts. They never say. Marshall, Doesn't matter. But this is where it's really fascinating. Uh Alan Marshall died during the run of the show after suffering a heart attack on, on stage, stage during a performance of the play. Do you think it was a sex scene? I hope not. The thing that gives me horror about that is the small period of time where the audience doesn't realize it's not part of the show. Right. Yeah. So they probably laugh. Right. He probably falls over and they probably laugh because they think it's a gag. And then they like the horror over the audience when they realize that he's actually like, like, dead like really or dead, dead or dying no like that's how you want to go though is on it's true stage like doing but you're traumatizing you an entire audience you know yeah i see both of your points <laughs> but you know what wasn't his choice so no true. Nope, sure wasn't so sure but wasn't. I, I read that and i was just like i want i wish they had more I wish like there is no Wikipedia page about it, and Maybe I didn't really I need to make like, a there's sex some tech fan, documentary. There's some fan right? pages. If you, I, I dug around on the internet a little bit. There are some like deep dive fan pages that have a little bit more info that go into like the actual dances, like a little bit more about like George Raft. Like he was in her first movie ever, and in this movie, this was her the first and last, and they died like very like a few days apart and stuff, even too. Yeah, this was her last movie as well. Yeah. Um, And the show was her her last performance on stage, too. So this 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 is like a passion project, I guess. It's a swan song, literally with a gold swan bed. You know, I want that bed. That bed's really pretty awesome. That bed. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what is I? Oh, my God. And then Regis Philbin starts the movie. And you're like, Regis, what are you doing here? And then the credits start and the hits just keep on coming, right? You're like, like Timothy Dalton, George Hamilton, Keith Moon, Alice Cooper, what is happening? <laughs> Everyone is in this movie. And then you meet the 1976 or 77 Olympic American Olympic team. I don't no, know. Athletic team. It's yeah, not sure. the Olympic team. It's the U.S. athletic team. I love that that's the Which title is just, of the It's team. just made up, right? It's just it's, a bunch of it's dudes. It's all, everything. It's like, the, it's not quite the U.N. It's like the United Council. Like, everything's like a little bit like not the thing. Sorry, uh, I, I kind I, of love that about the names. I'm I, I'm, a, I'm super into shorty shorts and uh, stripy socks. And this movie delivers on that front with man thighs. I would just like to put that out. I'm, I mean, I, saw, it up. I just saw bulging biceps and I was like, what's happening? Uh-huh. <laughs> May knew what she was doing like the yes. way she cast she was like I'm, I'm sure she like was at the casting call or at least or her assistant like brought like the stack of headshots or body shots and I just imagine her just being like yes yes mm, mm, okay yep mm, mm. no not, bigger bigger okay. <laughs> yeah so I definitely watched this wrong because it sounds like I needed to have watched this either with y'all at your movie night or with friends okay. watching it by yourself yeah painful yeah. was it oh so painful <laughs> thank you because i was but, gonna but think about if you were in a midnight crowd with like a hundred people all chanting along oh it my would god be a it whole would different be a movie right it would yes it would be a great movie experience but like watching this because did you all re-watch this by yourselves yeah yes. this? Uh, no i was with i watched it with somebody else oh, oh okay but like how dare you but also and he'd never seen it so i got to watch his reaction which was priceless. oh god that's that's 
(laughs) chef's kiss this movie is meant to be shared (laughs) watch the disbelief because like you can see her she's still she's still trying and some of the jokes i'm just like again like i said they're so they're old but like they're her staple and everything it's like uh gene simmons with his tongue you know Mm -hmm. he'll always be doing that even to this day he still does it and it's like maybe you should retire that but But it's it's their signature and it's so hard and i think that's what's what's i think i'm still like i'm obsessed with this movie i think about it a lot probably more than i should like i really am obsessed with it because (laughs) like there's something about how we you know she's one of the few women back in that day that like dared to make a really sexy movie when she was really fucking old do you know what I mean though? Like yeah. I feel like a lot of women like just get like they're like, nope, no one wants to be there for it. No one's a part of it and they just can't get it made. But the amount of all these men that like came underneath her that were just like, okay, we're gonna cart you around this set. Do you know what I mean though? Cause she could barely walk. You know, she was mm-hmm. had gone through strokes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, she you got, got definitely... had a lot of health stuff. Like she's still doing the, her little May bounce, which mm-hmm. is great for the stage, not great on the screen necessarily um at this point. But I I just love that she was like dared to still make this movie mm-hmm. and be called like this young thing and even the songs that are like baby face and like you know like young young you know 21 when you're 21 song all that kind of stuff it's just like wow like she's still calling it out and still doing it yeah and just like I, I I don't know I think the bravery of her doing this fucking thing is kind of amazing right I mean, and I you know because she she you know she was always such a, a big tastemaker right and she was really always pushing boundaries and you have to remember that Mae West was always Mae West she never really played another character she just had this character and that was kind of all and I think there's the awkwardness of her of her age but I feel like if you because you know like Harold and Maude is one of my favorite movies right and Maude's 80 in that movie right and Harold's uh, 21 or whatever so it's like that's a movie when I look at that I'll go okay like it shouldn't ever be about age and and Terry's right you know there is this kind of Hollywood horrible thing where you age out of being sexy right and it usually happens pretty early for ladies and for, for her to go like you know what fuck you I'm 84 still hot deal with it and I'm gonna wear the tightest clothing that shows off my boobies yeah um but still look good and and everyone is going to find me hot as fuck yeah which i think about the balls it takes to just write a script where everybody who talks to you is like you're a goddess everybody you know i was like i couldn't do that that would make me feel so weird but she's like nope tell me how beautiful i am and the fact also that they're so carefree about her her being a sex goddess and like she she makes jokes about husbands three all the husbands three four through six and everything and like even the the tape the tape that is eventually played in the un against her wishes by the way um by by a bunch by a room of men um Uh, but is it against her wishes I feel like she's making them think it's against her wishes, but it's actually that's what she her wants tactic, them to do. Her spy tactic, because she's yeah. got secrets on all of them. That's how she's going to bring world peace. But also, like, <laughs> which I just am obsessed with. I'm like, of course, Mae West is going to bring world peace. Of course. Mm-hmm. But of course. But right, I think but what's so... Yeah. I, I'm sorry. The point I wanted to make more is, like, she's not the one that said, that gave permission. It's yeah, a room right. of men overpowering her to say, no, we're playing this tape. And it's like, but it's her property. Like I, I feel like I don't feel like that's it at all. I really feel like oh, really? she's way ahead of everybody else in this movie, and she has foreseen the ending of this movie before it even began. She's like, "This is how today is going to go," and she just rolls with it. And everybody else is scrambling around, and she's just in her bedroom looking sexy, walking around, right? Like she's like, "Yes, yes, I know we're planned." Let me put on another gown. Hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. Costume change. So Next I think gown. she's in charge. Which which dress did y'all prefer? Oh, oh man. God. I really like so... that, that blue nightgown with the gauzy robe is really nice. When she's first, re- we see her first recording mm-hmm. and then playing back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eating, but... eating like chocolates or something. Like oh, that guy, a whole bowl of bonbons. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. I loved the, um, I'm into the black. There's like a couple of black numbers. I think it was the final black one that she had. That's like my ultimate favorite. And I am obsessed, like obsessed with clothes. I used to do costumes and like Edith Head was like one of the cost, the costumer on this. Some of those clothes though were May's own clothes. And some of them were also from like, you know, um, other iterations of her doing that show. So those were some of the things that she brought out of like retirement basically to throw on. For the people. Oh, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I've, but I just, hmm? 
I, I, they all look great on her. Yeah. I think I think I prefer the black kind of lacy number that was mm-hmm. like Little Mermaidy. I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. It was very skin tight and everything. It looked great on her. And that she's just okay with anybody who walks in the room seeing her in like her frilly lingerie. It's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Anybody? Oh, I look good, man. You want to look? She's Here it like, is. I've spent a lifetime naked. Like, enjoy it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, she's basically playing a heightened version of herself. Yeah. Like, yeah. how much of her, this do you think it really her? Was she really as, like, man crazy as she portrays herself? Yes. Uh, probably. Good for her. I think I like so. It. I think so. I think that was like, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, her first show, her first play was called Sex. Right. So it's not like, <laughs> and the reason we have the MPA is because of Mae West. Like she's the <laughs> one that's like basically the Hayes Code and all that stuff is because of her. And so she's the reason. Yeah. So you think about it, like, she's like, I'm still going to say all this stuff that no one wants to say. Like, I'm going to use double entendre. That's why all this stuff is double entendre too, because that was how she got through the code you know, and got past that over the years. And so, um, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. Okay. I, th- I, I, we're so many minutes into this. I'm going to admit this now. This is my first Mae West movie I've ever seen. Oh, you never even saw like the WC fields, like my little chickadee or anything okay. like that. Uh-oh. So your homework assignment <laughs> is to now go back and watch, watch when one she's of when she's in her heyday. Okay. She's a little off putting in this one, but I, but when she's, you know, it, it's it's a different time and a different thing. You but know? like, a, I'm pretty sure I've seen at least clips of her. Or if and do not, you know her persona? Would you know a, like a, her deal? She, besides being like a sex symbol, yeah. Uh, you, like when you thought of Mae West before seeing this, what did you? What was your image? <laughs> You're gonna laugh at this. Um, uh, Alaska Thunderfuck's performance in the Snatch Game that she did of her. That was it. That was all. I, that was all my. She actually did not a bad job of doing that, and she did a lot of her lines. And it was actually she kind of had she had the whole thing come up and see she me sometime. The oh, the whole thing. oh uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so she hit. I mean, she did her homework. She she did the homework for me. Let's put it that way. Okay, but I will. I mean, yes, I do want to now go back and watch some of the other ones of hers that i mean is she both of you have you seen other films of hers at least yeah of course does she sing or quote unquote sing in in them Uh, i don't recall her ever be a singer or a dancer right she kind of poses that's her dancing and i don't recall her ever singing she does because it's confusing in this movie because there's a there are bits of it where she does sing and it sounds fine mm-hmm. but then she just talks everything else and i'm like eh, just try singing man it's it's gonna sound better than that i promise but that's not how we've chosen to go and but- who am i to criticize may west right and she's right. doing the old the old ways like it's i think it's one of those hard challenges too of like this is that um area period of time you know between like well, this is probably 20 years even earlier, though, too, like the, that the jump between stage and, you know, screen, even actors today actually still have struggle with this, that move between stage and screen that don't always know how to, like, modify for the screen. And she just is just doing a full stage, like, on, to the back been row. On the, she's been on the screen since, you know. The- but not the same. She's been doing, like, that old style, still still that yeah. vaudeville vibe on screen, you know. Yeah. Right, and this is 70s, where everyone out like, the the rest of the cast in this movie... I feel like are film actors where they understand it. Where what, what you, I get what you're saying, where she, they understand what to do in front of how to be in front of a camera where she's still playing for the back of the house. And um, she's like, she, she's not her younger self. Like she's there's, there's that one scene with her on the balcony where she, is walking away and then clearly they cut to the inside and it's like she's further into the uh, uh suite and everything and you're like oh god bless you all for for the yeah. film language because sure. like because i mean did she said you did you say she had a stroke yeah she had multiple strokes before she passed and she would already i think had had a probably probably had a couple before she had did, did this movie my god yeah power to her like even mm-hmm. it, it, the fact that she got through over the strokes and everything and like still made this movie 
good for her still had the passion for it right and even yeah. and i think that that's the thing with film that's hard to remember is even with a movie like this which is arguably not the best movie in the entire world you go but, but think about how many people have ah, to make sorry. this movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know but it no, took so many great. people pulling together to make this movie and obviously everybody who's in the supporting cast are really trying to give her the spotlight right they're really yes. trying to, to thrown focus her. on her yeah and i think that that's really beautiful in a way and i think that you know to be 84 and not be able to walk very well not be able to see very well and just be like i still want to fucking do it let's do it this is what i love this is what i want to do I think that's beautiful. And like she wanted to do it for the fans. Mm-hmm. And she is in, I would say about 95% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is her movie. So like everyone, everyone else was given that gentle touch of like, this is your movie. We're going to Ella mm-hmm. lift you up and everything. Um, even, <laughs> even fucking Ringo Starr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And he's like, you know, he was, I think I read something where he was kind of wary of doing it at first too, but they made friends. I mean, they put her on the cover of Sergeant Pepper, you know, she's on the cover of Sergeant Pepper's Only Club album. She almost, she didn't want to do it at first. And so there, he has, they have an affection for her and understanding that she's a cultural icon. She at one point was the highest paid actress in all of Hollywood. Like she made almost as much as Randolph Hearst, like back in the day, like she was the highest paid woman. Good for her. Like. You know what I mean? They're like, it's insane. Yeah. So I think she's, she was quite a shrewd businesswoman on top of all of this kind of stuff. And you look at the cameos in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Ringo Starr, right? You have Alice Cooper. You have uh, Keith Moon, who I, Keith Moon's cameo. Oh my God. I just want him in like more of this movie because he's insane and I love it so much. Uh, Dom DeLuise. Yes. And he's, and he's covering <laughs> Ringo. He's covering the Beatles, right? He's covering Honey Pie, which is like, oh, well, obviously they could get a right to the Beatles song, right? Because you have Ringo in this movie. And uh, I know I know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band uh, is also a uh, fan favorite. I, uh, as a Beatles fan with a Beatles tattoo, I, I, I go hard with the Beatles. Lee is a super fan. <laughs> I'm a super fan. And I will tell you that I think Sergeant Pepper's is, uh, the movie is hideous. Uh, and most of the covers make me want to like stick pencils in my ears. But Dom DeLuise doing Honey Pie with his little soft shoe. I was like, all right. I'm not mad at that, but I do like there was one scene where oh, when they're trying to do- drop him over the edge of the ledge um, and he was making all these noises of distress and I could just hear Jeremy from Secret of Nim. Like, it's just like he made the, because, you know, he does the voiceover for that. It's just the exact same noises. And I love him so much. Uh, I did read, now, IMDb trivia, grain of salt again. Bring it on. Allegedly, Arnold Schwarzenegger turned down the role of Sir Michael Barrington. Can Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> sing? Did Barrington it, doesn't either. Yeah, well, Timothy Dalton, Dalton, Dalton didn't really sing. He didn't I, really I sing. mean, he carries level keep us together, and you know, carrying but, level keep us together and singing uh, level keep us together are two um, separate things. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't, that song from the. Oh, oh, that's probably the worst number in the movie. I think for me because I, he's so stiff, like he's just is, standing there, like awkwardly. <laughs> I, I literally both just, of them are are not doing a good job on that number both of them dropped that one really badly to me and that's it, the opening song number right it's the first time we see them sing in the movie yes it's well they it's have the first time they sing together no it's not the first time they sing in the movie they have the opening number of Hell, oh like, in the, the lobby like, right number for her and the that, lobby right before yeah which reminded me of the harmonia gardens and hello dolly but 100 yes um i did write after a level keep us together oof this was painful <laughs> yeah and then her her singing too i mean it wasn't the greatest i will say but she wasn't really singing that one that was one of her talk sing ones and she i love her talking about i'll always be young and beautiful or something like some of the lyrics and like all this stuff and the way she says whatever because she's from brooklyn just like (laughs) that is delicious for me i think i think that's the highlight for that number for me and whatever whatever I just want to. I, I just wanted to. Like, keep us together. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Mae West. I just want to take this clip and make people do YouTube reaction videos of them just watching this clip because I think the faces we would get would be iconic. It would. Oh my god. Yes, it would, <laughs> well, first of all, we'd have to explain to a lot of people who Mae West is, oh, and then, oh, oh, sad. I know that is. Hmm. okay but 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 if you take the may west out of may west right if you take the like we have prior knowledge of her if you take that out of it i don't think it makes much of a difference right it's the exact same shtick she's always been doing and i feel like even if you didn't know if she's just playing a star of the silver screen and not actually one it doesn't really make a difference either so i think you could watch this movie either way 
this oh god this movie was <laughs> i was watching it and i was just like i hope it's not their like favorite, favorite all-time thing. movie ever and they just absolutely love this like it is mm-hmm. it's a little rough i mean the 70s cinema is wild and it's crazy and a lot of cocaine yeah. a lot of cocaine mm-hmm. which Clearly i think some also- of these dancers definitely were dipping in to get through those numbers because they oh were my some god energy Terry. energy energy we haven't, <laughs> talk- we haven't talked about our favorite guy oh. our head our head spin guy the guy at the very end in the Alice Cooper number and the, next, a, next the guy number. on the left who has the best head spin I have ever seen in my entire his life. Spotting for his turns. Like, it's just like the most delicious. Whip, whip, whip. Yes, yeah, but he also like has like whip, a little, whip. like a little like added flair to it. End. It's like a little extra <laughs> on top of it. And his, he's like, it's like the most, like, I just love these, these boys are the most beautiful, syrupy, wonderful gay boy dancers <laughs> in the back row. And my he's favorite, like, I got 30 favorite. seconds of stream screen time and I'm going to use it. You're going to watch Hit. me. Hit. <laughs> yes. Hit. Like, and then when they walk out, because they're the guys that carry your luggage out, when they walk out carrying their luggage, their look on their faces is like the most, like, I like paused because I was like, it's the most satisfied look on their little faces. Like, we nailed that number, bitches. <laughs> walk. 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 Like, it's so good. I... We did it. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> Dancing behind Alice Cooper in his little bellboy outfit, you know that's the day yes. you cross off the bucket list. I just list. imagine like them after schmoozing. So like, I just love that Alice Cooper was in this because he's such a big vaudeville fan. Like he was a big vaudeville guy, and um, that's like the like secret knowledge about Alice Cooper, the crazy rock star. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so he was probably well, old he's a friends showman. with West. He's a showman, showman, right? Like that's mm-hmm. his whole deal. Is he has this theatrical production that is his show? Um, and he's singing like a disco-y song, which that's not his brand. He everything in this movie, his his brief appearance in this movie, not on brand, man. He's like <sighs> crazy hair. He's all tan. He's got this bellboy outfit. He's playing a piano, singing disco behind me, West, and the headspin guy. Like this is out of control. <laughs> this is why this movie is great. And the piano is like, just so you guys know, it's like clear for the listeners. It's like, and you can tap dance on top of it, which a bunch of people take advantage of, which is great uh, throughout the movie. So they paid the and money they, the for that The studio brought man. it in, you know, Paramount by day and a Fox all night. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And this movie's only like, this movie's 80 only minutes. Like 80 minutes, but it does feel a little long in spots. I'm not going to lie. I would like to have seen your face during this. I really have. Would you, was this the most painful musical you've watched? Mm, it's up there i don't think it yeah. is no seven <laughs> brights with seven brothers it was because you're beautiful hi baby i fucking love seven brides seven brides seven yes brides. yes but then when you watch it with 2022 eyes and you're or 2021 oh, it's terrible eyes, yeah it's terrible that's more but, so oh my why it's oh. painful because you're just like oh but amber tamlin's dad jumping and dancing yeah and doing those flips. oh barn raising don't get like Jeez, but that like, dance number i mean as painful as mo- some of these movies that i've seen are there's always something about it that i'm just like ah oh, yes and i but don't there's a there's a point of movie watching that you also need to in a way shift your mind to watching it from that time period right what yes. if i'm in 1977 what if i'm in the 50s watching seven brides and you don't you aren't looking at through with modern eyes i think there has to be kind of a mind split when you watch movies or yes you can notice the thing go oh that's not you know that's not appropriate we don't do that but anymore the, but the other yeah. time you go okay well that wasn't like that then so it's not that they're trying to be offensive it just it was okay you know right because like although i didn't really like the double the double entendre for the gay jokes that they were doing there were a couple of moments that i was laughing like like when he fell off the roof to or when he jumped off the roof to and landed on the trampoline i was just like of fucking course you did of <laughs> course you did um the, the <laughs> i was i was also kind of ready for that little 21 year old to be like can we just like go upstairs and maywest be like oh let's go now oh <laughs> I thought that musical number was weird because so I, that that song is actual happy birthday sweet 16 right and they've modified it to happy birthday, birthday 21, 21 and the, and the yeah. lyric the lyrics are yeah. fine but yeah what a strange thing to do to I don't can't I was trying to think of another time where you've 
may, like sometimes your pronouns get changed or something when you when you adapt it but to actually take the movie a song that's about a certain age and be like ah fuck it now it's about 21 like they just changed it completely well <laughs> she's already was pushing some limits there so if she was to sing to a 16 year old boy at 80 no i'm something, not saying you should be 16 I'm yeah just, like, you could make, make a very song is what i was thinking for the about. upgrade that's not what i meant but they were like repurposing the song because it's old you know and they they i think i think had the rights <laughs> <laughs> so now who do you think she actually slept with in this day on this day do you because obviously she's movie sleeps... wise or behind the scenes movie wise like behind behind oh, no the one. scenes no in one. the movie because mm-hmm. i don't think but, anybody i feel she, she was waiting for her husband but like it ends with them right mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. they end like T- timothy dalton and her end up fucking on the boat but like right. does she sleep with lexi alexi no no she's okay. trying to mess with him for spy stuff Oh, yeah, I couldn't it's all an I act. Could, I couldn't it's tell if she's like she's like basically playing all of them to get to that that moment where you thought you said she was pressured. I was like, no, she played all of those guys together and pitted them against each other. That was like her like specialty. That's her spy uh... specialty was to go in and charm these guys and get secrets like government secrets so that she could use them against it, each other. And Alexi played wonderfully by Tony Curtis doing a, a delicious Russian accent. Harsho. <laughs> um, very good, Maladets, uh Tony Curtis. He's very good. Da da, Gavriluski. No. Yes. Okay. No. no so. Just just saying da because I that was the he remember he comes in and he's just like da and they all celebrate because he's he joins in on the whatever they're trying the peace treaty or whatever they're yeah, trying, he's to trying to do. Yeah, they want him to join the peace treaty. So that's what she, her job was to get him to join the peace treaty. That was her 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 mission. And um, but he was also one of her ex-husbands too, right? So she's like going back and visiting with him. Of course, he was probably my favorite. Like surprise, I forgot that he was probably one of the best actors. I think in the movie, um, at least think, to me. I think Timothy Dalton's really given a level of sincerity, and he's saying some silly things. And I feel like he really. I, I think he's fun in it. I feel like he's stiff. I feel like we could have had a better singer, a better dancer, but this doesn't seem casting people for their musical abilities didn't seem to be top of the pops in this movie necessarily. Who was casting? Right? Who was hot? It was hot and or even, not? It was you hot get, or not? Yeah, because you get Keith Moon, you get Ringo Starr. Neither one of them sing or do any sort of musical anything, right? So like that, we're not worried about that. It's just uh, arm candy, you know. And you get George Hamilton coming in with that ridiculous accent, amazing. <laughs> and then Dom DeLuise, which I mean, he was in well that was after this he was in best little whorehouse in texas mm-hmm. and he does sing in that was he uh, was he a stage actor before he was a film actor i'm not sure he had to do like vaudeville i feel like he did stage two he's one of the best actors i love him he seems like he at least in this movie he's a triple threat like mm-hmm. he sings dances he and acts so yeah. um and, and like i like that he's doing some sticky comedy too mm-hmm. He was like, king of that. Yeah. And I got he got some genuine laughs out of me. I think some of his his shit mm-hmm. is actually really funny. And I think that they're probably improvised bits. <laughs> they definitely are. He was always like one of those people who's like always kind of constantly like Robin Williams kind of style, like riff, 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 riffing. Just a brilliant, a brilliant performer and brilliant comedian. Um, I got to do a show with one of his sons once and anyway, talked about his dad, and they were very cool. Oh my cool goodness. family very cool family she did we've been best friends for 20 years and she'll constantly pull out things like this she's like yeah did a did a play with one of i have not heard the story what, what no the it's hell? a tv show it's a pilot i did with one of his sons david and so um and like yeah i got to meet one like a couple of the brothers came to like the taping and stuff like that too but just like i had another friend who was on that show who was like oh like was a super fan so we ended up talking about dom and it was, it was after he had passed and on and stuff but just a cool cool family Cool entertainment family and just what a talent what a what a talent yeah because especially uh, even when he's when he ends up we're uh pairing off with crap what was that vance no yes no mm-hmm. george, vance hamilton? Is george hamilton george hamilton yeah when they end up like having scenes together and everything like you could tell that they're just having fun and at least dom is like might be ad-libbing <laughs> Where he's like, where he's like, no, oh, I'm gonna go down and check the lion's mouth. Okay, I guess that's me. All right, let me just lie down right now. <laughs> it's like, that's a <laughs> eat it up, Dom. Eat it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, he goes for it. He goes for it. I think if you're gonna do this movie, you know, as as a friend in favor to May, you, you gotta have fun. You know, so oh. I imagine they had a very good time on set. 
Um, also some struggles, I'm sure too. I feel like some, some mistakes probably went a while. Like my favorite moment though, is that Dom got to sing to a cardboard cutout um, yeah. of May. <laughs> Cause they were like, we don't, we don't have time. Maybe it's like, maybe she wasn't available that day. And they're just like this, we're going to put in a cardboard. Let's do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> maybe it was a reshoot. Who knows? I yeah, wouldn't he, be surprised. He still sold it, even though it was a cardboard cutout. Oh my goodness. Is there anything else y'all want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Oh gosh. Oh my I gosh. Don't think so. Did I think we cover the highlights? Have we not? Did we hit all the hits, the greatest hits of this movie? Sexy I mean, we Alexi. didn't really talk about the movies very, the, the music very much, but I, I don't think really you need to, right? Because it's a- just a bunch of, uh, a lot of covers. I like the gentleman for, for blondes kind of Jimbo's gym moment there, you know, with all the, all the, the athletic team when she walks in, you know, all this meat and no potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the meat, no potato. <laughs> that hot Jim B, all those himbo Jimbos. I love that. Oh mm. my god! Oh goodness! Um, but like, would you ca- would you consider this a musical or a movie with music? What do you? Is there a difference to you? Um. So like, okay. So I've done I, I've done a few mo- other movies on here that aren't really musicals but there is enough songs in them that we can mm-hmm. like argue maybe like hearts beat loud we i think we finalized that that's not a movie musical that's just a movie with music and about music mm-hmm. so like but like this one i don't know if the i i don't know the songs don't seem to propel that much the story i feel like it's because it's old school which is a, more like a musical review and okay. all like classic musicals right you got your musical theater nerd here today and <laughs> the Preach. older musicals when they were doing stuff like a cole porter like an anything goes or something like that okay of that era and that's when she came up and that's when she started writing her shows so your musicals back then didn't always have a like the song didn't always have a purpose to propel the motion forward they might just be a moment of burst of song to kind of amplify the moment maybe or like you know kind of punctuate a thing um or just to present but I think it truly is a musical in the old in the style of old musicals. But it's not a modern musical, if that's what the difference. And I would feel like a, a musical, a movie with music, would be a movie where the, the the characters themselves weren't necessarily making the music, right? But we actually have the or characters if they were like in, in a the, band in a stage right. or something like well, that. I, like, I was, oh, I was, I really was thinking about doing tape heads, which is one of my favorite movies, and it's definitely movie with music but that's not a, I don't think that's a musical but it's hard to say what the difference is and I don't really want to split hairs because as long as there's music and dance numbers my motto every movie's better with a dance number could could do you think there could have been room for more songs this is just speculation yeah. do we want more songs in this movie I don't think you do <laughs> well could Ringo Starr sing mm. a song with or, Keith Moon on drums, yeah, Keith, or like, or some, or like, could we have another special guest, or yeah. Dom Dom gets another song, you know, some, yeah, some of those lines. I feel like we could have, I feel like we could have added one, at least one more. I think we could have had like a big ending number, but I feel like they ran out of money yes. and time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like why they kind of do the like the fake. I was like, oh, this ending is very lackluster considering how it started, like with that Harmonia Gardens, like Hello Dolly entrance. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have those dancers, you have all of these people coming in and doing that stuff. Like you're not going to get a dance number like that in a non-musical movie. Like that just very rarely. I mean, sometimes you'll like get like, you know, 500 days of summer or something where you get some fun thing in the middle or something. But this is truly, I think a musical with the amount of numbers that are in it. The fact that you got singing and dancing and most of the numbers. Um, I think that's what makes it. I'm just asking. I'm, I, you yeah. know, I, I, I wasn't, cause there's some other movies that are, you're like, um, I did uh uh crap the hobbit the animated rankin and bass one where it's not considered a musical and we my guest and I were on it and we we're just like this is a musical there's fucking music everywhere like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're singing or like it's an ensemble of voices singing so like fucking count it as a musical anyway yeah anyway i'm just just asking just asking for the sake yeah. of asking yeah. let's get yeah. into sharp and flat then shall we okay so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it if we liked it it's sharp if we didn't like it or thought it could change it's flat who would like to go first with their sharps 
Do you want me uh, to go first? Uh, I'll I'll just me- I, we've already mentioned him, but uh, my sharp my headspin man is a key for me, and I <laughs> headspin know dancer boy man. He, he really makes it makes the ending of this movie for me. Uh, I struck the swan bed because yes. I want it. I want it. I, I want. We I want, all want that freaking bed. I want that, that gold freaking swan. bed. I want yeah. it now. <laughs> I want then, the swan bed. <laughs> and then um, Dom J. Louise, like he's comedic genius in this movie, and great, and like he's doing slapstick wit. He's doing like every form of comedy. I feel like in this. 80 minute movie <laughs> he runs the gamut right he's mm-hmm. giving you some fast and loose you see like kind of philly improv giving you double entendre he's giving you a little physical comedy he's giving you that like oh no no he's the comedy of errors like he's like the ringmaster yes. for the comedy of errors that are happening and he does a very good job holding it together considering what he's working with mm-hmm. uh terry do you have any sharps <laughs> oh yeah spinning hand man Oh, we love him. I ha- definitely had him on my list here. I had the Edith Head slash Mayweather Wardrobe wardrobe slash old costumes, like the the clothing, stunning. Um, I love all the gowns. I, I I've never met a beaded gown I didn't like. Quite honestly, like I'm just like give me rhinestones, give me give me more, and feathers on top, and just like May coming out. I'm sure those dresses were so heavy for her to wear and her little frame at that point, uh, but she still walked out for us and did what she could do. Tony Curtis as well as Alexi. I'm very into that scene. I think he does a very good job. And those gym boys. Jimbo himbos. Jimbo himbos. I sharp those shorty shorts is what I sharp and that and that's very nice. And the javelin man? Yeah, yeah. Javelin man. And she's just like, yeah. Where's that that spear? He's like, you mean my javelin? She's like, Ooh, she wants to pull vault that. Oh my goodness! Oh, I, just, I just like to think all about all the chorus boys, all the but, chorus but, boys. Yes, definitely all day about They're, like Keith Moon coming into coming onto set, stopping in the bathroom, doing whatever drugs he did in the bathroom, and then flinging himself onto that set for like half an hour, and then like zooming out, and nobody ever saw him again. Just madness. <laughs> He's on a level I've never seen another human being be on. <laughs> Even Ringo, like I mean, the 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 everyone is maybe just they like, share. Okay, we got to step know? it up. Yeah, they definitely had probably had shared in the in the bathroom. Like, got their mirrors out. God, how oh, much man. would you pay to be in that trio? Right, you're like uh, the path circle of just being you, Keith Moon, and Ringo Starr. Jesus, just to like go back in time and be like, what was the set like? Like, it was yes. probably a little bit chaotic because I also Brutal. did. I also read that the director had to feed her her lines via an earpiece. So. Oh yeah, clearly. So it was like, what was that? what was happening on this set? Um, any other sharps, anyone? I think those are the highlights for me. I feel like we kind of hit them. Mm-hmm. Julia? Yeah. All right, so every once in a while in this section, I have what I like to call a natural. It's neither a sharp nor a flat and still goes with the musical pun. Um, and for that, I wrote the gay jokes that happened in this. Because like part of me, I was just like, Come on, guys. We know that gay has two meanings. Like It's the 70s and they're having fun with it. And for her to get past the code and she was like, she knew she had a gaggle of gay fans. Like that was one of her things. Like she really, really was doing this as like a love letter to all of her fans. So I feel like as an acknowledgement of her like being like, actually, like whatever they say, like I'm happy with him. Whatever they say about him, like he's bisexual now. He's gay. It is cringe. Yes. But also, like, at the time, she's just like, I'm making these funny little fun buns. And hearing Timothy Dalton talking about uh, Coxon with all those boys. And I'm like, well. In 69ing, I was yeah, like, I would, li- I would watch. Would watch. <laughs> I, But also, he's talking to the sports person about Coxing. You think the sports person would know what this, the fuck he's talking about. But he's but, also an American sportscaster American in, in Britain. Oh. So maybe uh, crew is not as popular not the same look at us standing up for sex ted (laughs) he even said he was like a football guy and i was like oh but he's not even talking about like british football he's talking about like american football he's kicking all those balls everywhere Mm. um see i'm in on it hey (laughs) well that's why i didn't flat it because i was just like it some of them were kind of funny but like also juggling while we can you know yeah just juggle all the balls man Mm -hmm. um okay what are our flats do you have any no zing No, I mean, it's camp. That's what I'm not flat. All right. So my flat, I have only one. Now, I watched this on Prime and it wasn't like the sharpest quality for whatever reason. Uh, however, they're at the in the beginning, 
there's something about her makeup I didn't like. Yes. It was like two different colors on the it's face and the way, chest. Way, way too white. white. It's stage pancake. It's pancake white, like stage makeup on her I, face. It was like didn't like even in the blurry version that semi blurry version that I saw. I was just like, did no one notice? <laughs> It's also very blurry. I think the resolution we initially saw, it was very much that like Vaseline on the like thing kind of effect, you know, like that you oh. use for aging stars back in the day. Yeah. So if you look at like her, her male co-star and how sharp they are, and then they cut to her close up and it's real soft focus. There's a reason uh. for that. I can imagine the 4K of this and her makeup would be something. So, so scary. Yeah, they do not have that restoration yet. So because I had to, I think I rented it like an SD. They don't even have like a high def version of it. They yeah, don't out there. And the DVD for a reason. And if yeah. you want to buy the DVD of it off of Amazon, it's ninety eight dollars and seventy eight cents. So because they really print. didn't make it. Because if you look how much it they, the movie made, it was a big old, big old, obviously big old, big old bomb. Mm-hmm. It did fine in its like L A. and San Francisco premiere, but it, it big old, big old bomb the rest of the way. It made like thousands of dollars and the movie cost four or five million to make. That makes sense. Yeah. And and then and then they did the midnight movies where they may have gotten some of it back, but not all. A little, probably not more than no. you think. Yeah, the, the makeup is un- unfortunate. I think that it doesn't do her favors, which is, you know, I want her to look stunning. And I feel like them, you know, because she really all used to, you know, kind of a white face with real dark eyes and mm-hmm. no lipstick, which is strange. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little ghastly, the makeup. And I don't, I would like to say that's not Mae West's fault. I hope. I don't think it is. I blame think it on the makeup a, artist. I think it's a combination of some things. I think it might be like post-stroke situation. I think it's also just like, you know, just a lot, there was a lot going on of them holding her up and holding oh, the headpieces yeah. up, holding the hair up. I think everything just being pushed and pulled as much as I could. A lot of uh, wig tape going on. Yeah. That, her hair, her wig. It's a wig, right? Yeah. We're going to call it yes. a wig. Oh, that, for sure. That looked like it was heavy too. Like everything. not only were the dresses, the wig was just so big and heavy, but still I just icon. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Iconic. Um, do you, do you have any flats really for this movie? I mean, I just want her, I would have liked her to sing more, talk less. The, the you know, the, we mentioned the level keep us together, the number was just it's slightly excruciating on both ends because Timothy Dalton looks like a block of wood and because uh, she's just talk singing. And it feels like it's kind of grating to me because I'm just like, just sing it, man, it's a song. It feels weird. So yeah, she only fine. really kind of sang one song. Like she's like in After I'm Gone. Um, is the only one she kind of really uses her real voice for. And it's nice. I just wonder if it might just be where her health was at that time too. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's what like hindered more of it. Um, so I'm giving her a bone just because she was so freaking old making this movie and, you know, still trying to do her thing. I think what, um, I mean, what this movie could have used is probably another rewrite from someone else mm-hmm. as well. Mm. And just a little more shaping of the story, even though I know she's trying to give them all the hits. And I think she probably just insisted, well, I just do this and I just walk in and do this part. I feel like it's very like one of my favorite movies of all time, which I know you guys have done, which is Singing in the Rain. Because you guys have done a lot of Gene Kelly stuff here. I know because y'all are obsessed because me and Julia also be. would like to jump on Gene Kelly's body. So we oh get it. God. We love him. Sierra, um, Sierra is my therapist for Gene Kelly. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I tell you a, a Gene Kelly story that'll blow your mind? Okay. Uh, Gene Kelly grew up right in, right around where my uh, my mother grew up, where my grand my grandparents lived. Uh, and he would come to the drugstore where my grandma would work and ask her out. And she turned him down because she said she thought he was conceited. And I was like, are you kidding me? Well, so I started with I started with singing in the rain because I heard all the stories behind the scenes mm-hmm. and didn't like him. And then Sierra came on and was like, no, no, no. We're going to disassociate the man and the character. Yeah. So what were you going to say about him, Terry? Oh, uh, you're talking about singing in the rain about May West oh, just, just coming that, in. Oh, no, no, oh, just that time of like, I just think about singing in the rain is like that great example of like watching him as like the old time performer trying to be like upgrade to the modern era. Yeah. And just the disconnect of like what works on film now. Like the 70s was like an amazing time for film and like great experimental like and cool shit was going on this is the same year after like we had this amazing thing we just covered a bunch of jodie foster stuff recently in our show and like jodie yeah. foster in 1976 does taxi driver does bugsy malone does a little girl on the lane like she does like 
like five movies that come out like the year before that are like these groundbreaking cinematically, like acting, like all the stuff that's happening is just like May was just right behind it, even though she was a pioneer. She just wasn't able to like jump over that hurdle to that next era in this moment. So I just feel like I wish she'd had one more discerning set of eyes or ears that mm-hmm. she could hear. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Though that would like help would have helped her out and could have like sculpted this a little more. She needed someone who was who would say no to some of the things and sure. just give her a little. I think that would have she could have benefited. Because like, I think it's like the late seventies is like an interesting time though for musicals, right? They're they're just starting to kind of creep back into popularity after going out of fashion for a bit because we're trying to figure out what is a modern musical right because everything was still playing by these old school rules Mm -hmm. and so then you get stuff like xanadu and the apple and can't stop the music that are trying to form this new kind of musical and then you think about you know someone like betty davis who we got ethel merman making a freaking disco album yeah exactly but you think i think about you know i think about may west i think about betty davis right these are two actors and one of them's like i'm gonna go hard modern like you guys want to see me go in this whole different direction and try something new i'm really into it but then you have may west who's like no this is my deal this is what i do i don't you know differ from this so i think it's just two different kinds of actors really Mm -hmm. i could see like another writer helping to punch up the jokes be like we get that you want to do the double entendre here's something a little more relevant to today or like here's a little here's here's a little another way around the the punchline or something because mm-hmm. it's they there were some that were pretty funny i can't think of any like as an example right now but like oh well, no my favorite is when she walks into the gymnasium and sees the guy on the on the rings and she's like well that's a new position or whatever <laughs> right that's that was funny there were mm-hmm. a few of those in there but there were, there were a few others that i was just like we could have done a different like when she's with the with the interviewers or the, the interviewers when she's with the reporters and she's doing joke after joke after joke after joke it's like some of them i just i felt like were were the first cut first draft of it i feel like there could have been a little it's bit prob- more honestly probably it just taken from a play she wrote 50 years it ago which is like yeah. just transferred over oh i already got this material don't need it mm. god it's i wish sex. i could see that play yeah <laughs> i wish i could see sex back in 1926 or whatever come out where she got the one arrested. that sent her to jail yeah, yeah. arrested for obscenity Can, so is it available went to jail no that was a play I... in the 20s man <laughs> no i mean the script i'm sorry the script oh i don't sure know somewhere if you time yeah. travel back to the 1920s i'm sure it's available I'm sure we can find it <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, she went. She yeah, she went to jail for like ten days or whatever. So, what a no boss. fear that lady. No, I, she is, and that's the thing to remember about this movie. As iffy as it is, the guts it would take to make it when she made it is tremendous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and also this is also around the time where, um, this is after counterculture, so like they're open to having discussions of sex and cinema and tv shows and everything like that and this is before aids so there wasn't a lot of stigma with sex it's that weird in between time Mm -hmm. you know just post pill pre-aids that little sweet spot time we want to time travel back just for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh would you add any of the songs from the movie to your life's playlist no oof great because like i mean i mean i I would delete them if i could from from my life i i just i i know it's so bad and i'm so i'm so glad you went on this ride with us john because i was like i was like julia i was like what what can we do she's like sex tet i was like that's pretty much all we got like out of some of the stuff that we you know i think have enjoyed together but woof it's oh yeah, yeah yeah i recommend recommend watching it with a group of, of group of friends because this movie yes. at a party and is like superb. beverages yeah you know yeah, yeah. We, if you partake or, or anything else herbal refreshments so what is a joy uh so julie what did your friend think of it oh i mean well he's just a fat but big a fan of camp as we are so i think he would know that we would get a complete kick out of it and knows that we both love musicals and so to bring in a musical of this bananas level and for us to not know anything about it is such a win for movie night because that's kind of the goal is to bring in something that will blow everybody's mind that no one's even heard of oh no i'm a bunch of film nerds yeah the one that you just watched it with oh oh he thought it was great he had such a good time he was like how did i never see this before 
Like, I, I should have been watching this before because this is everything. Now I need to show it to my friends because I want to watch their faces when, when they watch it. It's just, it's uh, such a treat. So it's like that thing when something smells bad and you're like, smell it, like before you eat it, you know, and you make your friend like smell it and you're like, I don't want to smell it. It's bad. You're like, no, but you have to experience you, it with me and you need your friends to do it with you. They have to be in on it with you. This, yeah. I like that. So don't, so listener, don't watch this alone watch it with friends and i'm sorry if you watched it alone for this episode ha uh but on that note i think we're done we're done we're done we're done we're done this is your show you're the captain of this shit we can put this one to bed honey yeah 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 oh 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 why don't we put this episode to bed oh like me oh oh in my swan bed big gold swan bed Oh, I brought it in from the studio. I just want that big bowl of bonbons lounging around in that Working blue nighty, feeling Paramount. like a. I, you know, rock yes, star. I want all of that. I want the, I want the robe. I want the bonbon, and I want the swan bed. Like, mm-hmm. and Timothy give, Dalton could come in the bed. Timothy Dalton, with me too. 1977, could get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Timothy Dalton today can get it. Yeah, totally. Sorry, when, it, when I saw him on screen, I was just like, oh, hot fuzz, and you know, because that's sure that's more where i know him from and okay. he's st- he's still hot in that movie and that's was like 10 years ago so like i'll still take him anyway uh <laughs> what do you all have what do you all have to plug or promote terry gamble oh my gosh we have an amazing podcast called horror movie survival guide where we talk about scary movies every week we have over 250 plus episodes we've had wonderful guests on our show like Keenan Thompson and Harvey Guillen from what we do in the shadows and many many more um we talk about all kinds of fun stuff and uh movies every week really is, is what what we get down to and uh we watch the scary movies so you either don't have to or if you want to if you do enjoy them check us out we're very spoiler heavy we deep dive into all of it and talk about alternate casting universes and talk about all the boys we crush on and anyone else we crush on because we love them all yep and we have a good time uh, have y'all done sleepaway camp with the homoerotic baseball game? Uh, we haven't done sleepaway camp yet, which is astounding because that's quite a film. Uh, but you know, we, we the the thing is, is that we'll never run out of movies, which is a great thing. You know, it's true. And we have a giant list of of movies that people recommend to us, so we always look through the list, so we can uh, definitely add sleepaway camp. I gotta say, uh, Julia, you did ask me before what my favorite scary movie was. I did. Yeah. I love Scream. I okay. love it. I, I know it's, as you should because it's I, brilliant it, it i don't know want to say it's a hundred percent my favorite because like there are other ones that'll come in and topple it for a second but like it's my long lasting favorite how's that comfort movie yeah yeah go back back to it and, and go back to it i just watched the, the new the new scream is recently yeah i liked it too it, it still still holds up yeah I think Scream is a great uh, gateway to horror as well because it mentions and, and re- references so many other horror movies that you can really deep dive into those if you really want to, which I think is And really then when fun. you come back to it, it's a payoff because you're like, oh, right. like that makes sense again too. Sure. And, and then it's, yeah. Wes, it's Wes Craven, right? So and how can you go wrong? And I mean, then you- That's and then not you... true. Some Wes Craven, you can go wrong. Deadly Blessing, sorry about that, folks. But, you know, this is how it works. And Most then you good. watch Scary Movie and you go, you parody the parody? Uh-huh. Amazing yeah scary movies also great where we get regina hall like eating the scenery and just some amazing performances so i think that that's also a great film so um and if you want to get in touch with me and talk more about sextet or may west you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at buttasongpod um i don't know Uh, give me some may west recommendations while 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 you're messaging my me little on all those chickadee platforms. is probably the most iconic i think even though she and wc fields like hated each other uh, well, you know, it's funny. Some some good good fun. Some to of watch. the best movies of all time, you know. <laughs> you gotta have um, that tension, right? Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, all that nonsense. I'm at Julia C. Marchesi. Um, oh. I also have another podcast called Jodowowski, oh. which is all about Alejandro Jodowowski and his films and comics. So uh, there's that as well. The one that did El Topo? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Aha. Yes. That's yes. him. I know that name. It's a great show. I love that show. And I should probably plug my other stuff too. You can just just find me on the internet at the Terry Gamble, T-E-R-I Gamble. And uh, I do a bunch of improv and comedy stuff with a bunch of my friends. So I have a couple of improv teams and we have a bunch of videos all over the internet. And then Horror Movie Survival Guide. Yeah. Instagram. uh, Yeah, on all the things. You can find us Instagram is that. And then we are Inter Survival with the letter R on uh, Twitter. 
nice. And if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, it is Julia's worst, hate, most hated movie, which is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Woof that movie i want to love it hard and i hate it i don't i don't like it i don't I mean, think i'll Julia's ever watch it again like the biggest beatles fan like she literally isn't like she's a, like a freaking beatles like strawberry feels forever tattoo like mm-hmm. we talk about her name is julia like it's basically I get a beatles one of the song. Julia song like yeah i, mean, like, I would... there's a lot of beatles we dive deep and ringo is one of the beatles i've met like i like we got to talking about them today like we love the beatles but and if you, uh, I, not, I don't think you've done across film. the universe yet right i have not done it that is one of my top top movies of all time i've seen it 12 times in the theater so if you need an across the universe girl that's me i cried six times seeing it for the first time in theaters hey Ah, what a beautiful movie well julia and terry you're more than welcome to come back we will probably figure something out uh, after recording this but uh thank you so much and thank you listeners for listening and bye for now everyone yeah and thanks for hooking us up yeah thank you sierra bye Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.